If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. It's me, Eric Williams, and today I'm a birthday boy. We've got an extra special episode to celebrate. Not only is Henry Russell Bergstein on the bicoastal famous casting directress, we also have a special appearance up top from my very own straight twin brother, also celebrating his birthday. It's such a gift that he agreed to come on the podcast, but the even bigger gift as I ask him if he knows what the word verse means. His answer is devastating. I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, If you don't know Henry Russell Bergstein, he's not only so fucking funny, he's a really good friend of mine, he's also cast so many TV shows, movies, Broadway shows, I mean, things that you love. He cast the other two on Comedy Central, Black Mirror, Succession, just an icon through and through. To celebrate the birthday of it all, there is a special discount going at gayasspodcast.com. If you want your character actress sweatshirt, your cat, your whoopee made me gay shirt, go to gayasspodcast.com and anything you put into your cart is automatically 15% off through Sunday night just to celebrate the Virgo energy of it all. Speaking of Virgo energy of it all, I want to say the birthday prom, the gay prom celebration this past weekend was a hit. I'm so relieved and happy. I think the best part of the party is that everyone leaned into the theme costume-wise. Like, when you give gay people a theme, they're going to make it slutty. I like I knew it would be good, but people showed up like cutting off their blazer jackets and just giving bare arm. Literally, I saw sports jackets with a harness underneath it. I feel like anything you give, people will make it slutty, especially gay people. Like, I'm sure, what if I do like a Les Mis party? One person's bound to show up in a French flag thong. That's actually not a bad idea. 
Because we've got so much to do with this episode, we're going to get straight into it. First, we'll hear from my straight twin brother, and then the incredible Henry Russell Bergstein. Make sure you follow along at Gay As Podcast, and I just want to say how grateful I am as I turn 33 to have you here. And the next year is going to be the best one yet. Enjoy, babes. Well, I'm just so honored that you agreed to come on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. I feel like one of the biggest things you can do as an ally is just say yes to being on. And truly, I'm so happy we get to celebrate our 33rd birthday with um, your appearance on a gay podcast. Do you um, feel like 33 is a big year or it's like nothing special? Uh, Nothing special for me. Uh, Megan is turning 30, so I feel like... All the attention should be on her big birthday this year. Oh, that's sweet. Do you, do you have you heard that this is our Jesus year? I have no idea what that means. G, apparently, G, actually, I don't either. But apparently, when Jesus, well, now everyone who's not Jewish listening is going to be like, "You fucking idiots!" When he got his first communion, I don't know what it's like. Apparently, Jesus. Oh, maybe Jesus died when he was thirty-three, and so it's like when you when we turn thirty-three, it's supposed to be like your Jesus year. Where um, <laughs> I actually don't know what it means. I just say it because I've heard it. But I don't know. We're just two Jews who don't. Well, you really, you really don't know. But I kind of know. The hell is that supposed to mean? That you clearly have never heard of a Jesus year. Who's Jesus? exactly and now we said it so now that you're on that's a gayest podcast as my ally straight twin brother i want to ask you some questions in in terms of the gay lens first question is about a few things in the gay world i want to see if you know what they are um do you know what the term being verse means i do not do you have a guess being verse Uh uh-huh uh my guess would be up to speed with that's an adjective for being up to speed with modern terminology as it relates to the LBGTQ community. So if you're, yeah, so you're saying if you're a verse, you basically are up to speed and like, you know, you know, the, the references. Yeah, that would be my guess. You're wrong, but I like the interpretation. I mean, someone who uh, will receive and give anal. Um, <laughs> next is, I want to know, um, do you ever tell people that you have a gay brother? all the time really how does it come up um i don't say it's just out of the blue but if somehow it for example comes up in conversation like a colleague that sits next to me has a brother who's also gay uh that would come up in conversation and i would mention you know likewise is your uh colleague's gay brother do you know if he's married or not he is not married just out of curiosity is he cute never seen him oh well keep yeah keep 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 me posted keep me in mind um okay next question is has anybody said anything like vaguely homophobic in your presence in the past few years and you've been like "Ooh, that kind of sucks no i mean generally i i hang out with people who know me well and know better not to to be like that's so gay yeah do people still say that like honest question do you think there are people in their 30s who still say that's so gay i'm sure yeah you're probably right um so then let's go back to when i came out i know that was a long time ago do you remember where we were i believe we were in the parking lot of adopts which is a 
<laughs> auto uh, maintenance uh, chain in St. Louis. Oh, I guess we were. Well, yeah, I remember being. Yeah, I, I think like we going were to gas or something. No, I I think we were at Dobbs, which is right next to a Bank of America ATM. Sure, sure, sure. Thank you for the geography. Um, when I told you, do you, do you, were you actually surprised? Yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, it depends on what you mean by surprise, but caught off guard. Well, I guess, yeah, caught off guard is definitely, like, understandable. I think, were you, did you, oh, here's the question. Did you have any, like, obviously, I was, like, who, I wasn't, like, hiding who I was, especially in high school, but I was very much closeted. Did you, in the back of your mind like knowing that I was like being made fun of for being gay or whatever, did you in the back of your mind ever think I might be? Or were you just like, no, people call him that, but he's straight. I think I made a conscious effort internally to ignore. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, not think about it. Yeah. That's actually, that makes a lot of sense because I think like there's no, I guess in your mind, there's like no reason to think about it. If like there's no news either way. Right. So then when I did, so then when I did tell you, were you like, oh, damn, it was true. Like, do you remember at all how you felt when I told you besides just like being caught off guard by the whole thing? Well, I know one memory or that I'm constantly reminded by you is what I said in response. What did you say? <laughs> Something to the effect of if you don't want to be gay, then don't. Which is like. You know what? It uh, it's actually great that you can even say that now because you now know that that is not true, right? Correct. Correct. So, like, that's how that's how far we've come. Um, are you sweating being on this podcast right now? Yeah, but I'm always sweating. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Well, you're doing a really good job. Um, do you know who RuPaul is? I do not. Have you heard of a show called RuPaul's Drag Race? No. Do you have a guess what RuPaul's Drag Race is about? I'm guessing it's about drag. What is drag? It's obviously a, uh, there's a theatrical aspect to it. True. But what comes to my mind is, I don't know. See, I don't want to be careful because I don't know the correct terminology. It's, when it comes to my mind, it's, it's men or, I don't know, non-binary dresses up as maybe the opposite gender i I don't know yeah that well well, that's a very good answer that is that is what drag is i mean and rupaul's drag race is where people dress up as women quite theatrically and they have competitions but um yeah but there's trans people on it non-binary yeah you you nailed it um we were looking for things to do this past weekend in st louis and i pulled up a website and actually there was a drag brunch in st louis and you said <laughs> fuck no <laughs> <laughs> get those <laughs> i want to say a word that i can't say to you because you're straight but if you were gay it's like get those faggots away from me but obviously you can't say that because that would be a hate crime um okay fun uh, do you have any questions about what it's like to be gay anything uh, that you are curious about no. Do you know who Billy Eichner is? No. Do you know who Leah Michelle is? No. But to be fair, related to gay or not, I am not familiar with celebrity names 
popular yeah, pop culture pop, pop culture girl well uh michael thank you for coming on that's a gay ass podcast where can people follow you i'm kidding um uh can you please say to sign off two words for me can you say gay rights gay rights Henry Russell Bergstein is on That's a Gay Us podcast. Henry, we are friends IRL. We are friends ITP in the pod. And we are also friends ILB in love, baby. Thank you for coming on That's a Gay Us podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, We're friends ITP, but I have never, I've only seen your, only heard your podcast and seen it on Instagram in your um. In your teasers that's such an uh, honor thank you so much for not listening to an entire episode only watching the video clips um i just i I'm, i don't i'm not a pod person i've cast some scripted pods like i cast homecoming season one season two in the pod mm. um when it was like a you know an early days pioneer podding um and like john cameron mitchell has a musical podcast yes. called that i that i cast but i don't tend to listen to unscripted podcast i listened to a couple of murder ones sure. on a road trip with some friends because they did and that scared me too much like it actually scared me about living in california because there were so many yeah serial killers that like came up in california was it the um the killer that was like for like 20 years no i mean that's probably a naming about 55 different california serial killers there was one they had like a podcast about and a netflix show about it was like the golden state killer no i don't think it was him like this was like some guy who was like hiding in the attic when the woman came home and then like i don't know it was violent it's actually to it's a testament to podcasting as an industry that you can still be that visceral with the true crime because i swear to god i stopped listening to true crime podcasts like for for sport when i was on a plane listening and i started to have a panic attack yeah no i wouldn't listen to it on a plane you're, i you're was tr- just like it was you know what it was it wasn't not to name drop the most devastating one of all time but um it wasn't matthew shepherd but it was adjacent where a body was found in a field it was a young person and the description of the physical evidence uh, it was just like i was like what are we doing and the flight attendant had to bring me uh ginger ale you had to get ginger ale from the flight attendant. Was it a male flight attendant or a female flight attendant? Or a non-binary she, flight she, attendant? She, uh, so she was a she, she, her pronouns, and she had a white face when she saw my white face because she saw I did not look well. Aw, she did, she recognized your trauma. She did, and she's like, Dino's Maybe that's why we're friends, IRL. I recognized your trauma, too. <laughs> a different kind of trauma. Um, I tend to hear scary stories about places before I move there. Like, I... I saw um, the original Candyman. I mean, it, it was on TV. It wasn't like it was original when I saw it uh, <laughs> right before I went to grad school at Northwestern. And then I heard this murder podcast about California right before I moved out here. And I almost pull out because. No. Yeah. That's how you know you're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you pulled out, but because you got scared <laughs> enough to change your plans. I almost got scared. What if there were? What if there was a stereotype about Jews and pulling out? I, I don't know what the stereotype would be, but um, you know those Jews, they always no. Yeah, they, but there's already like the hole in the sheet. I don't think sure. Jews pull out. I yeah, no, because Jews are so uh, start trying to make more Jews, so they never pull out. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard the stereotype that? And uh, I mean this as a stereotype, and not that like we're both about to say that what's the truth or not, but the stereotype that Jew Jewish men have big dicks. 
Um, I have not heard that stereotype. And in fact, there was a website in the early, I think, I don't know if JDate existed, but certainly I don't know that JDate had gay options then. Does it have gay options now? I certainly um, hope so. Uh, they had, there was a website called gayjews.net. <laughs> don't know if it still exists. I went on a date on that through that website. You went on a date through gayjews.net? How was, was the date? So um, the date was lovely, but. <laughs> Wait, wait, you said that it wasn't true about the big dicks? Yeah, it's definitely not true. On that side of things. Was he um, Jewish on both sides of the fam? I think so. I don't know, though. I honestly don't remember. Do you remember if it was small in girth or length or both? I just remember that he lived in Chelsea near Barracuda. Ooh, it's a tiny dicked Barracuda live in Chelsea gay. That's a hard cross to bear. Mm. I feel like gayjews.net is either defunct or it's become a huge underground hit that we just don't know about. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. It does not exist anymore. I hope JD has a gay feature. I'm sure it does. We would know if it didn't. If it was like Christianmingle.com. True. I do. You know what I need to ask, speaking of the true crime conversation, is that I just found out something that I'm very embarrassed. And I think that you as a casting directress and as a culture queen film girly, you're probably going to shame me for this. Did you watch the now hit Netflix teen? I guess it's not true crime. It's just like a little bit of crime. Do Revenge with Camila Mendes. Oh, I thought you were talking about Cheer. Speaking um, of true crime, have you watched Cheer? I mean, that's um, a little dark because of Jerry. But no, do do revenge with Camilla Mendes. No, I've seen the um, the thing on like it's 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 being pushed hard on Instagram right now. It is um, really really good. And the thing that I'm telling you that I'm embarrassed about is that Maya Hawk is in it, and she's like the second lead. I did not know a that it was Maya Hawk. I watched the movie and really liked it, but b I did not know that. Uh, Maya Hawk was acting this much as the child of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawk. It's not something that was registering as I watched the movie. Do you judge me? Do you think less of me? No, I don't think less of you just because like now you know, right? The more you know, now you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's okay. I don't judge you. Why should you know the children of famous people until they're famous themselves? Thank you for saying that. Because Did somebody shame you? No, I just can already tell that someone's going to listen to this and be like, you didn't know that that was Maya Hawk, but like... It speaks to her transformative uh, acting ability. I'm truly, I truly mean that because I was like, this is a very good actor and there's no way that she's a nepotism baby. And here I am living to tell well, the tale. You know what? I have to watch it to see if they did any kind of transformation. I don't know what she looks like in the show. I mean, maybe it's fine in the movie. Is she, it a movie? It's a movie. And between us girls, they put her in a wig that I find to be atrocious i feel like wigs are taking over the streaming world and why is that is it because there's not enough time for hmu no i feel like a it's because people are doing too much so like they're on another show and you can't touch their hair oh Um, b it's because people keep going to the same actors instead of like going to actors that look different right Um, and so if you go to an if you like go to an actor who looks nothing like the part you want to cast then you have to sort of wig them up Go to Party City and call it a day. Do you remember in high school when you would do theater and you were told you cannot cut your hair from the moment you are cast until after the show and then everybody just showed up regardless of the role like in shaggy, nasty hair? Uh, I do remember that vaguely. I re- we recently told that to someone. Don't come. Don't cut your hair. You're in the mix for this part. Um, and then they booked it. So uh, Oh, it well, thank God. Their hair. But, um, and their hair was longer. You, there is that saying in casting like... Um, you're more castable with long hair. 
wait, really? People say that. For, I don't know that I believe for it. all genders. I've heard it applied to men. I mean, I feel like women's hair is so. <laughs> if I grew my hair long, I would look like a divorced longer dad. hair. Like I don't mean. I don't mean like. I don't see you as JVN. Is that his initials? The queerest folk. The queer. The not queerest folk. Um, the queer. queer the queer as the eyes can see. Yeah, Jonathan Van Ness is definitely the long hair. I don't think. I don't want to see you with that hair. That works for JVN. That is not Eric Williams. Are we talking ear length? Just a little long. Wait, look, take off your hat. I will not do that. Take you off know? your hat. Take off your hat. <laughs> it's sort of like our redo of fame. Um, you really are casting director. Um, I, you know, you have shorter hair. You can make it a little longer, but you Ugh. know. All right. Well, um, I thought of you this morning. Go I took on. Alice out for a walk because I walk her for like two and a half, three miles. It started during the heat wave. We'd wake up super early so that she had her exercise for the day because it was too hot for her mm-hmm. to go out for the day. You know, she's two and a half. She's still got all that puppy energy, mm-hmm. and so we went this morning. And there was a, a very handsome gentleman, amazing body. He and his dog walk down. They start playing. Alice, and he has this puppy, Gracie, who's like eight months. And he's like pretty and also nice. And I thought they played for a while. Like it wasn't like a quick sniff butts, move on. <laughs> they rolled around so much so that when I got home, I had to take Alice immediately into the shower. They were like oh. rolling around the mud. It was like a good 10, I think almost 10 minutes. And so there was a little bit of banter. And I was like, if this was Eric Williams, <laughs> he would have a drinks date and uh, he would have an invitation to a party in LA that this person was going to or throwing themselves. And I was like, how? He's lived here since November. I've lived here since January 2020. Well, really January 29th, <laughs> February 2020. But like, how does he transition how does he close that deal so quickly on all accounts because everyone at your party you've you like some of them you've known for a while now but others you met recently at another party and suddenly they're at your party and i'm like how does he do this what is the secret well first of all i like i'm loving that this is the reputation that i'm building in this fucking town but i think the answer is edibles I think it's just that I'm um, confident enough because I'm feeling a little not of this earth. But also, I just like I'm in a very yes part of my life. I, as you know, I as I this birthday is on this very day that our dear friends are listening to this podcast episode. I am saying yes to myself and the world. And if I see a gorgeous nude man walking, what's his he dog's name? Nude. Come on, Henry. Let me let me let me make the story better. Um, what was his dog's name? Gracie. If I see a nude man in Gracie and my dog rolling in the mud, I'm going to have my tongue between the cheeks. I mean, I take that back. I'm going to be at his party only because we have genuinely enjoyed each other enough for it to go there. I've met plenty of people who I would never dare. Like, Henry, I hope you don't think... people you're like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna convert. Are you kidding me? In fact, I will never say these names in public because it's just fully not nice. But I was at a different friend's gathering, and there was this couple that was there, and they just immediately gave off trying to gain follower energy. It was just like I'm only existing. Was party all influencers? That was actually not the party I'm talking about. But um, (laughs) I love that subtle (laughs) drag. Um, (laughs) Actually. I don't. So here's the thing. I'm not like a big TikTok person. So I would meet these people at your party and they all start, several of them turned out to be big. Well, part of them, some of them have been on your pod, right? 
Yeah, um, I mean, I actually don't think there were. A, well, let's let's like let's let's call address the elephant in the room. Henry was at what is now a famous party uh, a few couple of days ago, which was Gay Prom twenty twenty two. Henry, you walked away from the party. What did you secretly say to your sweet, kind, handsome boyfriend? Did you say God that was blank? Uh, no, I think I said, "Oh my God, that Costco cake was everything." <gasps> and Isn't it though? Most of the influencers we met were really nice. I fun. don't like that you're calling them influencers because I don't consider them as such. And I don't think they are. I don't think anybody... No, was like, I didn't know any of them were until I got... No one's an influencer except maybe some of my dear friends who like... No, no, none of that. I, to me, an influencer is someone who does it full time. Okay. Well, there were. I felt like there were people who like, if you asked a homosexual on the street, mm-hmm. they were primarily, there were straight people at this party. There were. And they were wonderful and wonderfully dressed. But there were primarily the, the non-influencer influencers were <laughs> homosexual or of the, of, of the queer variety community. Um, You're talking about one person who is uh, definitely, I could maybe consider him influency which is someone who's been on the pod nick norsha yes yes I, well he was one listen when you have over like he has like three hundred thousand followers on tiktok and like yeah he for sure i would consider but like i think i think he's just like hot hairy and funny um that also is a theme of the guests at the famous party <laughs> um there are also a lot of tall people oh. i did say that to my boyfriend i said am i not wrong that he has a lot of tall friends Okay, I didn't clock that. I like I like that. Hmm. Maybe I'm subconsciously attracted to, uh, in a friendship way. Actually, you know what's so funny is that I have made some new friends who are quite tall here. But someone told me they think LA in general just has a taller group of people. Maybe I'm just a little person and I, maybe I'm shrinking. I'm like Sophia. No. <laughs> Wait, how tall are you? Uh, 5'6"-ish. See, my twin brother is 5'4". You, you're, you're, you're a giant. Yeah, but he's not the same height as you. True. Wait, he's 5'4"? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He's making his way in the world. Making his way downtown walking fast because his legs are so short. <laughs> so so the party the, the Costco cake was beyond my expectations. So um, good. I usually prefer like a, a white sheet a store-bought sheet cake to be like white sheet cake and white or chocolate icing. But this was, you know decadent. Chocolate sheet cake and chocolate icing. In the middle cream was sort of like a white and and chocolate it was both vanilla and chocolate i don't know if it was like a cookies and cream it was like, like i don't know how they build it um and then they had like the cream on top even like the what the clouds and the balloons were made of was also delicious it wasn't too sugary yeah. it was like the perfect balance and i was like i could eat this all day when i went to undergrad i went to school upstate and we had wegmans which i don't know if you do you know wegmans i do know wegmans. now it's in new york but mm-hmm. you know it wasn't back then and they had Doug Flutie subs, which went to Doug Flutie's charity, which were these turkey subs, which were delicious, but they had sheet cakes. And I would buy, back then I was more, I wasn't doing edibles, but other versions of that. But um, I would eat entire sheet cakes by myself. For what, how, how many servings do you think they would be? I mean, it was probably half the size of yours, so probably like, <laughs> yours was like supposed to serve 48 40, 48. <laughs> Um, I think this would probably serve like 24. It depended. Sometimes I'd get the round ones, which are more like 12. And then sometimes I get the rectangular ones and they were, they weren't as high. I mean, this cake was high and it was, it had two layers. I mean, sometimes the sheet cakes just have one layer. I I could talk about a sheet cake all day. I can, Henry, no, I can tell. I, um, I actually still have any left or did you throw it away? 
you come on this podcast, ask me if I throw away cake. That is a deep insult. No, the cake is sitting in my fridge. I had it at three different junctures yesterday. I felt so disgusting. I had a salad for lunch and all day I've like, like walked around. And every time I catch myself in a mirror, I feel like I'm Eddie Murphy in drag. I just like it is a tough, a tough cross to bear because the cake is so good and i famously don't love cake i'm if i, I did kn- not know that about you and here you are insult telling me i'm insulting you by saying you're gonna throw a cake you don't like cake you're a cake hater now you're all of a sudden saying you knew the fact that i didn't like cake but i just think cake can be like dry and bad and if the icing isn't good the whole thing is ruined but it but there's just a, for me ice cream in general can be see matt's gonna fucking hate me for this he hates when i talk about ice cream on the podcast because he thinks no one cares but i care about dessert and i want henry you if you want some of this cake i might even hand deliver it to you it needs i don't want to throw it away that feels bad so i what i usually do on my birthday and on his birthday my boyfriend paul has to make me cake Hmm. it became a tradition that he made me cake on his birthday complicated boring not going to share it on your pod but if people want to know they can start a hashtag henry get his own pod movement but um what i usually have is i have a piece of the cake and a scoop of ice cream on the cake because then even if the cake is dry and also what happens is it's it sets up the health proportions of the serving better mm. when there's the fat to balance out the num- the amount of sugar it makes it more like a zone bar if you add the <laughs> ice cream in my thinking and you know, then you don't get the sort of like blood sugar effects when i'm eating my dessert i want to make sure it resembles the experience of a zone bar and i want to thank you for replicating that experience with (laughs) your birthday cake for paul um listen i one of the best cakes i've had was a friend made it for my birthday a few years ago her name is maggie mcneil she makes a cake like no other and it was the first year this podcast was out and she put gay ass podcasts like marketing on the cake come on can i ask what is the um what is like the what is the the thing about your podcast? Like, what is your podcast? The podcast asks, "Whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe?" And then we interview queer legends and basically uh, get silly, get deep, and if you're, you're straight, gay. get gay. And if you're straight, and we have you on, we ask, "Why are you so obsessed with us?" And I've only had two straight people on. Who are they? Kat Cohen and Nicole Thurman. I think those are the only straight people I've had on. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay. Why? Well, so far, you're on, like, what is this? What are we doing here? Oh, no, 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 no. I just didn't know. And I, you know, I see the merch and I, and I, I, I want to buy it, but I feel like a poser. I want to buy it to support you. You're young. You just moved to LA. <laughs> you're having your Jesus year. But at the same time, I don't want to like be wearing this merch and not like if someone, if some young proto homo comes up to me and he's like, what is your gay ass? podcast merch or your character actress merch i need to be able to explain it i think i love how honest you're being that you don't listen to this podcast i really think that's i think <laughs> that's really i think that's really i think it's brave. i know i prefer this as as friends and i mean this with my heart like it's so much better to either listen if you want to or not listen if you're not a podcast person and then be honest about it versus lying like yeah i remember that but like you never give any you never give any specifics about what it is you just pretend that you do i do not like that no and i don't know i may tell you to edit this out because i don't want the matt rogers stance to come for me but i've run into matt rogers a couple of times since his showtime series has come out 
And every time I'm like, I'm so sorry. I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting for all the episodes to drop because I want to, I don't have showtime and I want to do like a free week so I can watch it in that free week all at once. And I still haven't watched it, but I will. The show looks wonderful and a lot of great people worked on it that I know. But, um, how does he respond to when you say that? The first few times he was fine about it. The last time he was like, Oh, everybody's saying that to me. <laughs> um, but no, he was lovely. He is lovely. Yeah, um, no, he's the best. He's amazing. Uh, and really going through like uh, his sex symbol phase right now, I feel like. He's you posting know, some thirst traps and the people are here for it. They and are. I think also... They, me, should be, they should be. They should. And also I think like he's in a, a fashion forward phase as well. A hundred. I mean, he's always been fashion forward, but the world is, is taking Catching on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know what, Henry Russell Bergstein, uh, your question is, what the fuck is this podcast about? Well, let me ask you the question so you can give us the answer. Henry, whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? I blame General Hospital Mm. and the Luke and Laura love story. So violent, based in rape. And I think I saw that and I was like, no, I'm going to (laughs) go gay. Truly, I saw that in a formative time. I'm dating myself because I don't like to give out my age. I'm old. But um, you said this is what straight love is. At one point, Robbie Couch turned to everyone at the party and was like, so is everyone here 33? Who, by the way, sweetest person I've ever met. Beyond. um, For an influencer. He is not an influencer. He is a writer. Okay. But, um, and uh, he was so nice, but he started, and I was like, they're coming around the circle. <laughs> around the circle. I'm not 33. Wait, speaking of Thank true God, crime, they never they never got there. We changed the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you so that so it's General Hospital. My answer is General Hospital. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Do you consider yourself now that that was sort of during a formative time of your life, do you think it impacted what you're attracted to in the world? Like you really want like a, a sweet, soft, kind person? Like even dating or friendship or otherwise? No, because there are a lot of loud, annoying people that I love. Mm. Um that felt pointed. So I don't think it. I don't think it has gone. It went that extreme. I think it was just sort of like, yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be on top of a lady or sure. have a lady on top of me. Even print yes. print that on a shirt. I do not want to be just, on top of a lady. I realized that I like what men had to offer. Same here. Do you? So speaking of what, when you realize you like what men have to offer, when was the first time that you cashed in on that offer and had your first boy kiss? When was my first boy kiss? Um, I think the kissing happened later than some other things. And the kissing happened... <clears throat> uh, excuse me, I got a little verklempt. It's okay. <laughs> Linda Richmond, coffee talk. Um, I think the kissing happened in college, honestly. I was older. Yeah, I mean, my first kiss was my freshman year of college. I, I don't think I even felt safe to even attempt to do it w- when I was growing up in the Midwest. I was just like, it. we're going to save that for the Fagotrinis in New York. Were you, I for, you, you've told me, I think, a little bit. Did you, were you out in high school, even though you weren't making out with boys? No, I came out like a m- month or two before graduation of high school. So, And I only started telling people like really the last month or over the summer. So, so you, I, were, you weren't like... Because that's the thing. It's sort of like high school seems so small, even bigger high schools. It's like everybody knows everything. Right. So like, how do you? I also like, I just, yeah, it was so deeply, you know what? I I've, I've all, I always did the thing when I was a kid that I don't know if anyone else did, but I was so not wanting to be gay whilst knowing I was so very gay that I would, I've maybe said this before, I would play those games where if I would like have to throw something away, I would throw into a trash can and I would say, if I get it in the trash can that I'm not gay, I would like make like bets with the universe to like ensure that I wasn't gay. And so I was so focusing on like, yes, having my gay thoughts and like probably self-pleasuring with some guilt after, but then I... I would never let it go past that. And then, so the actual idea of actually doing something was so out of the realm. By the time I went to college then, when I first kissed a boy, it was, I mean, I can still imagine the feeling. It was like the most physical electricity that I just didn't know it was possible. And did you have, you had like Will and Grace and stuff growing up, right? I did. I did. I, I, see, I I feel like I didn't even necessarily have the words for it. We had like, 
you know, AIDS and things like that and fear. <laughs> but we didn't have, like that. We had like the news, but that was sort of where you saw or like um, Philadelphia, that movie right. with Tom Hanks. Like, Tom Hanks. That was sort of like the big, I, I mean, the band plays on too. I think those were the big gay stories. And that wasn't our, exactly making you wanting to go and find a, it, was, yeah. it was, yeah, it was, there was a lot of fear built around it. So I don't even know that I had the words, but a similar, there were similar sort of mind games that you play with yourself in terms of like knowing your desire is mismatched with what society's expectations are. Do, yeah. And do you remember when you finally were in your college years and the kiss happened was, or even anything that happened, boy, boy, what do you remember any like groundbreaking feelings or was it pretty much like, all right, it is what it is, Santa. Like physical feelings or like. Emotional, uh, emotional or otherwise awakening yeah i you know i do remember i was studying abroad when <gasps> i was the, the, the most adventurous i went i went away a year early instead of i know most people go away junior year i went away sophomore year because i was like i gotta get out of here my well one my roommate was my college roommate was a rando sophomore year and he was aggro and not mm. nice and was like threatened me at some point but um also i was like i need to get out of here so i can sort of find henry um and i found him in the uk uh i even tried smoking marlboro reds because i had a crush on this guy who smoked marlboro reds not a good idea do not did not did not go beyond the first pack um but did that guy end up giving you the no, green light we, we were friendly but it didn't i didn't convert him he was a bartender i was dumb i didn't know you like you can't i mean yeah. there are certain people who can maybe maybe Gracie's owner today is the kind of person who can take home a bartender. But, but that's like, a very specific I, type of person. I I'm can't take home a bartender. Yeah. So I ended up taking home somebody else at a, the bar, actually an Italian, mm. um, who was wearing leather pants. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, I had feelings and thoughts and sort of like poetic imagery running through my mind. Um, so were, you, uh, were you a capital S slut in the UK? Not that time. Um, no, <laughs> no, I mean, I wasn't really because I was still, you know, fumbling around and sort of even though I was expressing myself, I was still keeping it a secret from the people I was studying with for the oh, most because you were still closeted. I was still vaguely closeted, but not really. But I, I don't think I really was. But also, like, I wasn't uh, confident enough to, like, have them know I was I was taking a swing. At, oh, yeah. Not only, not only were you sort of secretively finding Henry in the gay lens in the UK, but you were also secretively drowning in uncircumcised cock and not being able to talk about it. Yeah. I don't think I'm really, because I forced myself to be honest in this podcast, I don't think I've actually been with a guy that was uncut. Is that embarrassing? Never. I don't think so. I mean, sometimes you can't necessarily tell if they're very excited and you don't see it. That's out true. Of... You know what? Every time I, I, I've been with a guy, they've been so rock hard. I have no idea if they're. It might just be that you have that effect on men. Um, My superpower is I don't see cutness. <laughs> <laughs> it's the modern I don't see color, which you can't say. Well, you shouldn't say, but also um, you should see cutness. I mean, you should see uncutness. You should be able to see it. Should I should be able to see it. I just, the, the sex appeal. You're a Jew from where? Like Missouri? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it all? Aren't, weren't you swimming in it? But I mean, you weren't really practicing there. I wasn't a practicing. I wasn't practicing. Wait, are you saying that you think stereotypically Missouri men are uncut? Well, if they're not Jewish, and they're, I don't think of Missouri being like a richly Jewish community. Your community, yes, but like... 
Are there a ton of Jews in Missouri? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. We were looking up um, different states recently, Matt and I, for whatever reason. Oh, because I sometimes shade him about the South just because it's a fun game to play. And um, we were looking up different states. And did you know that Georgia has like a huge amount of Jews? Oh, yeah. The Atlanta community is pretty big. See, I knew Atlanta was pretty big. I didn't know it was so fucking big. Yeah. My prom dates, aunt and uncle were big in their synagogue and this is going to sound like like mike myers show that nobody watched on netflix with the like the jews running the world but no my prom dates aunt and uncle were big in the jewish community in their synagogue in Atlanta. so i i had learned about the community through them well it turns out that south dakota no joke has like 55 statewide that's it 55 jews like something like insane like that where is matt from georgia oh okay Went to school in Alabama. Which school? Tuscaloosa? Yes, University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Oh. My ex went through a period where he was only traveling by train. So we took Amtrak from Chicago to, I think it was from Chicago to New Orleans. And I think we went through Tuscaloosa. I'm glad you made it. <laughs> we never got off the train. Were you wearing one of your iconic barber shirts? No, I didn't wear barber shirts as much back then. I did wear graphic tees. The barber shirts happened sort of around, became more religious, I should say, around 2016. They became oh. like every day, sort of. There was a powerful woman on my shirt every day. The majority of my shirts are Barbara, then Golden Girls, and then other, you know, I have like a Whitney t-shirt. I have a Bette Midler t- or two. I have Dolly Parton. I have Judy Garland. I have Diana Ross. Was it a um, reaction to the election? Like what spurred this? Well, I was sort of like, I'm only going to promote women on my body that's a really beautiful form of protest is just to wear usually like beautifully hilariously cartooned um gay icons and then when i moved to la it really became almost exclusively barber during the week at work and then others on the weekends because she became my my sort of thing yeah i mean and i've now witnessed you in multiple social settings get many compliments for it and all deserve well she's it's her you know it's her so wait would you say then that barbara had anything to do with you being being gay as well i thought you were going to say would you say then that my party was hugely iconic and <laughs> um, the the most important event of the end of the summer this entire episode is to just promote the party that already happened um first of all your party was wonderful but um you know it's so funny because i was talking about this the other day this is going to sound like name dropping it is not name dropping um i worked on a show that seth mcfarlane was on and he came up to me. I was wearing a barber shirt, as I do. Mm-hmm. And he started singing a barber song. And I did not recognize it immediately because it was a song from a movie and it wasn't one of her like classics. I have a ton of Barbara Streisand albums. There's a key few that I listen to most often because of my weird OCD and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. like, there are certain songs that I'm more familiar with. And so some, some of the movie stuff, like, Love with all the trimmings or like Melinda. I mean, I'm pretty familiar with On a Clear Day at this point in my life, but like he sang from one of these movies and I did not know it. And I felt such shame because here is this like celebrity comedian icon talking to me about Barbara, engaging with this, you know, little gay man. And I 
was at a loss. No, but I think that's actually like a kind of cool thing because he's confirmed straight, right? And he's like, he's teaching the gay guy wearing a barber shirt about a barber song that he doesn't know. I think that's actually a a reversal that this, this universe needs. But I say that story with the purpose of explaining that like, I'm not a good gay in the sense of like diva worship like i love her i mean obviously i wear her on my chest every day i guess you could say i'm okay about it (laughs) but like i don't know where she was when judy garland died or like i don't know like what broke up her marriage with elliot gould you know i don't know the sort of gossipy sort of you're less dramaturgical and more cosmic sansical you're more I, (laughs) i came to her through my stepfather, I mean, that's why I made this joke earlier, is like he had a, a record collection and some of the records were Barbara Streisand. And I think, I, I don't know why I put them on. I somehow knew and I put them on and, and as a teenager and I fell in love with her voice and her songs. But I didn't know she was a gay icon. Well, like, that's, I didn't that's know so many that. of us. But that's, that's like, like why, why did I like, and this uh, this will probably date myself in like a different way because it's just like a, a devastating reference. We know reference. you're 33, girl. We know you're 33 because <laughs> you just had the most influential incredible birthday party in los angeles since jesse tyler ferguson's husband two weeks before yours justin makita fuck i knew i missed on something um i am not trying to only talk about that part however i, I forgot what i was gonna say because i'm embarrassed Guys, anyone listening at home he is literally texting me mention the party mention the party you only hear um um um, i really have no i feel like i'm high right now because i have no idea what i was saying that's what happens sometimes for me you were talking about justin mckee no um oh 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 my dated reference and you're like how dare you my dated reference is that i would watch certain things i was so pulled towards not knowing because i was gay and one of the dated references is the movie camp anna kendrick it just like you know robin de jesus in the first like five minutes of the movie gets gay bash and i was like crying watching me like why do i identify with him so much duh because you're getting made fun of her being gay every goddamn day of your life but i just like i and i, I think i deep down knew that i shouldn't be watching it too much out in the open like i remember watching it in a like a a, a back room where i knew no one was gonna be in my in the house but like I didn't necessarily know it's because I was like, gay, 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 gay. But all this to say, we're pulled towards the gay icons, not knowing that we're gay. Like, my mom told me my favorite colors were pink and purple as a four, three-year-old, four-year-old. And it's because, I'm not saying all gay guys who like pink and purple that makes them gay. But, like, it's it all tracks. We we well, do, Are they still your favorite colors? The, well, I think maybe, we, oh, that's actually dark to think about. I, I, I ended up changing it to blue probably because I wanted to fit in more. But now I don't, now I don't know my favorite color because I think that's a... Oh, really you lost your way well you I, need to come back you got to watch my rose um you need to come back to your um your favorite color you what's your favorite them. color purple is my favorite color i mean i wore purple today i am i do match my socks to my shirt so i'm wearing purple socks i love um, that i have I mean, a nice color scheme going i bet you my favorite colors probably back to when i was four years old it was probably purple and pink but i i find so much of my adulthood right now and like as deep and Schmarmy as this sounds like so much of my recent therapy time has been just finding my true self that is not censored by myself or others and i think the pink and purple of it all is a very good example of that because there was no judgment then you just liked what you liked i liked what i liked and i really get so frustrated and sad and angry and blah 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 to think back of all the things that I was, we are told that we're not allowed to like, and then you have to like unlearn that 20, 30 years later. It's, uh, it's got dark. 
It is a very special episode of the Gay Ass Podcast. I, that's why this podcast is my fucking baby. And speaking of the podcast, I want to ask you an important podcast question, which is, Henry Russell Bergstein, if the world was ending, you could only save one character actress, who would you save? I really, this has tortured me for the less than 24 hours since I knew that it was a question you asked on mm-hmm. the podcast, but mm-hmm. for the entire time since I discovered it was a question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what is a character actress these days? You know, a like, woman who's on screen. A, a year and a half ago, or two years ago, you could have said Jean Smart was a character actress. Now she's a leading lady. But I still consider her character actress. I mean, come on, even as the lead of Hacks, the hair alone, the long flowing garb alone, come on. It's so hard. Like, who is my favorite? Well, thinking back to when you were, like, pulled towards different people without knowing why, and now knowing that you are gay as hell, if I may say that, are there just, is? can you list any character actresses that you, like, your heart kind of feels warm when you think about them? Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to say Laurie Metcalf. Oh. Sorry, I was going to say Rosie O'Donnell, who is someone that I, <clears throat> you know, was a, you know, an icon and is an icon, and um, and she's an actress as well as a comedian, and, and um and a great actor, I think. But I think I have to go with Laurie Metcalf for the scene where we find out that George Clooney's character has been beating her. I think it was George Clooney's character. She had so many husbands and our boyfriends on that show. I mean, that's part of her Jackie's character. But then she's in the bathroom and she's like, close the door, close the door, because she doesn't want them to see her bruises. Um, but she Henry. also does comedy. She does, um, but she does. She also, there's, yeah, you're watching a lot of, There's, I guess there's just men are bad and they're represented in all types of media (laughs) i also was forced to watch a lot of kramer versus kramer growing up because we were part of this like divorced family children's group and we watched that and then so that could be it too i mean there's lots of are we blaming feminism for homosexuality (laughs) is that what that's is that what's happening no i'm not i'm not saying that at all feminism turn turns that's going to be the next republicans talking point after groomers uh after gays are groomers it's also feminists i mean we may all not be here in a few years they'll put us in camps we're jewish and gay i know well we're gonna be what is our role that's actually a dark question is what is our role going to be in the in the gay jew um internment well you might run the like the the camp radio station I'll do all the morning announcements. <laughs> we can't. It's too dark. It's too potentially true, but it's too dark. Um, well, listen, Henry Russell Bergstein. Um, I. Well, I feel like we really didn't talk enough about your party, which was so much fun. Um, <laughs> and people just kept coming, and there were more people. And then at one point, I almost had to bow. Like Drew Drogi walked in, and I was like, "Oh." And I, I literally went to go bow as a comic icon after comic icon and influencer. Well, if we may be very honest here, the, the Drew Drogi of it all is not only one of my greatest joys, but this podcast brought him into my life. And in a way, do you know what brought you into my life, Henry? Do you know that, that this podcast did that? It did. I realized it's I was trying to think how we know each other. And it's, excuse me, um, I'm belching on your podcast. Um, that's a teaser to put on Instagram. <laughs> Um, it's Brian J. Moylan. Uh, is his middle initial J or did I make that up? It sounds right. Um, he is a longtime friend from New York City, from the Boiler Room and Mutual Friends. Um, long May She Live, the Boiler Room, um, and Brian J. Moylan, but um, mostly the Boiler Room. And <laughs> uh, drinks there used to be like $2, 250 
I remember when they went up to 250 and we were all upset about the quarter situation. Oh, this no. is before your time. But um, yeah, I don't want to date myself. Drinks but... there were, that's why I can't drink anymore. All that well liquor was just it killed my soul. But Wait, um, the, you're making your sound like you are fully 78 years old. I mean, <laughs> no, you're not that old. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not that far from 33. And sometimes I forget exactly how far I am from 33. Someone at a part at a bar once was like, it's not cute. It's not cute. You're not saying your age. And I was like, I'm not trying to be cute. I just don't want to say my age. And eventually I said my age, I thought. And then I called my sister a few days later, just casually. And I told her the funny story about how they wouldn't give up on me telling my age. And I told my age and she's like, Henry, you're not that age. You're two years older. not your age. I had changed it in my head. (laughs) who's to say who's to say well listen henry russell bergstein um before we say goodbye i'm gonna ask you a question that you are not prepped for and you definitely don't know it's asked because you've never listened to this podcast henry what is the best whoopi goldberg film oh um i want to it's you know i how do you not say sister act but i also really remember enjoying at the time i haven't seen it i don't know if it aged well Jumpin' Jack Flash. Oh, I see. I haven't watched it, and it is one of it's one of those embarrassing moments that I've had a few people say it to me, and I just need to do that. So, thank you for filling in a blind spot for me. And how do- did I not say Whoopi Goldberg as a character actress? I could. I mean, there's just so many wonderful character actresses. Why don't we just get an island and save all of them and let the rest of us go? That's a better idea. We all perish. Lori Metcalf leads them to a gorgeous dinner by the water i like i like the way that sounds henry um do you want people to follow you on any social media platforms or do what do you want people to do after this episode i'm private on instagram otherwise i'd be a star um oh you know what they can follow me my alt instagram um peekaboo barbara (laughs) it's just like a little bit of like when your barbara peeks out so peekaboo barbara Let's make that stick at Peekaboo Barbara. It's Barbara spelt the correct Streisand way. B-A-R-B-R-A. You know what? This is an example of just how bad a gay I am. I didn't know she didn't spell it with the extra A until years after having all her albums and like <laughs> loving her. And then I was in Provincetown and I was like looking at a postcard and it said like Barbara or something. And I was like, they spelled her name wrong. And a homosexual had to correct me. No. I did that in public. That's what turned you straight. I'm so sorry. You, your gay card is revoked uh, from that they, conversation. They, they didn't allow me at the dick doc. Um, <laughs> the, thank you for having me. I hope I'm going to um, obsess about everything I said on this pod. You need to edit it nice. Make it nice. Um, she's a monster. Torinda Medley. Um, no, Henry, thank you so much. And we're signing off. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. If you want that merch for 15% off, go to gayasspodcast.com. It's automatically applied, and that is through this Sunday night. And if you like this podcast, subscribe to it. And if you haven't yet left a five-star review, it would be the biggest gift of all if you write a little love note why you like it so much, just to keep on spreading the gay gospel. Happy end of Virgo season. I love you so much, and I'll see you next week. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.